This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, everyone. Monday after the Masters, Skelly Zacchino with you here in studio. We're in studio this week, Adam and myself. Bob will jump in for hour two as he's making his way home from Augusta National and the Masters. We're in studio this week, Adam, because if you're listening to us this morning on TSN 1050 from 10 to noon or on the iHeartRadio app or online at tsn.ca, this afternoon you can watch Golf Talk Canada on TSN 2 from 2 to 4. Thus, we're in studio. So, busy week for you and I. Still hasn't come to a close. We don't put an official full stop on the Masters till Wednesday with Golf Talk Canada mm-hmm, television. Mm-hmm. But... Busy week, lots of week, uh, lots of work this week. Uh, just a general impression on, on the week of Augusta and, you know, where you were at going in, and now it's in the books. We got a new champion. Where's your head at? You know what? It's sort of weird because we were sitting in these chairs five months ago, and that seems like it was almost yesterday now after Dustin Johnson won in November being radio on TV after yeah. the Monday. But the golf course has played so Different. It was so much firmer. You know, the the greens were you know playing like trampolines at times, and we'll right. get into that a little later. I know in winners weird and what, but it was it was a great week. It was a special performance by Hideki Matsuyama, Corey Connors as well, another great performance to make it to next year's Masters. Overall, a wild week at Augusta National. It was wild. Um, you know, there were some ups, there were cer- certainly some downs. We're going to break it all down today. We'll get into every angle of this. Uh, we had a ton of fantasy stuff going this week yeah. as well, like nine different pools and angles, <laughs> and, and uh, we're going to break that down. You did a great job on Edge. I didn't Thank get you. to see as much as I wanted to because while you were doing a lot of that, I was on set with, <laughs> with James. Yeah. Um, and it's coming from every angle, but I did catch it later on, so really cool skulls. And we're going to have Bob jump in, who is obviously on the ground. We had a, a smaller footprint this year at Augusta for COVID purposes, but Bob was there with Graham Dillette. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, We'll ask Bob not only his takes on these things, but I, I want his impression as well in terms of when he left our set and got onto the golf course, what the gallery meant this year. Yeah. What kind of impact? Because we talked about that last week on Golf Talk Canada television and radio, and we were like, you know, is, is it, are there enough bodies to make a difference? I think there was, Adam. Well, especially like on 18 yesterday, there were a lot of people around that green. The same thing, the ceremonial first tee shots or opening tee shots on Thursday morning. And then, you know what, as I said on the broadcast as well, when Tommy Fleetwood made that hole-in-one on Thursday, that was the first roar we had seen at Augusta in two years. So I think it certainly made a difference for sure. I think you're right, and I suggested this on all my radio hits last week. The closer we got to Sunday and there being two hours left in the broadcast, the more that was... Yeah. Now you're condensing the field. There's only a few groups left that have a chance to win this thing, and all those mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. uh, patrons are, are gathering in those same yeah. locations, and it felt like a Masters, it finally. Mm-hmm. It really did. We've got lots to get to today. Of course, there's only hours left in 20 weeks of TaylorMade Week 1. So if you watch Golf Talk Canada last week or you're engaged with us on social media or TaylorMade Canada on social media, you would have seen that for week one, 
we are giving away a tailor-made commemorative staff bag uh, from the Masters. Mm-hmm. Th- that beautiful uh, white and green staff bag. We're going to give it away. There's only hours left to enter week one. Across 20 weeks this summer, we're going to give away 20000 in product. You have two ways to win. You follow Golf Talk Canada on social media, Twitter and Instagram. You follow TaylorMade Canada, Twitter and Instagram. The only two ways you can win. But this week, every week, you need to engage to be entered in that week's prize. So when we release the prize that week, what's next week, Skulls? Do you know? Next week is the Sim 2 Driver. Sim 2 Driver, sitting here to my left, to Adam's right. We're giving away a Sim 2 Driver next week. So if you want to win, not only do you need to follow us, you need to engage. And what I mean to engage is you've got to tag your buddies, retweet, repost, tag your golf friends, etc. each week. That gets you in that week's draw. Only hours left in week one to win the TaylorMade staff bag from the Masters team, TaylorMade. Uh, later on in the show, Mr. Butcher, $100 gift, uh, gift card giveaway. We will, we will get to that. Uh, also, I've got you something. Oh. I got you a gift. Uh-oh. You and Bob a gift. And oh. myself one as well. I, I, an old friend of mine has a great uh, company called uh, Bottleworks. It's Bottleworks, W-O-R-X.com. Ooh. So Bottleworks, O-R-X.com. You're a workout guy, right? I'd like to think so, yes. You're a workout guy. Yes. So you're a water bottle guy. Yes. You'll never need to buy another water bottle wow. again. These as well have the Golf Talk Canada logo engraved on it. I forgot them today. It's it's been a busy time. It's for us. so busy. Yeah. I'm yeah. care, and I totally forgot. But we will have them uh, on full display. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw something out on social media, and then get them on the desk for the uh, PGA Championship uh, show, which is our next Monday. Which is Monday, May twenty fourth. Monday, May twenty fourth, radio to TV as well as we broadcast Golf Talk Canada Radio on television mm-hmm. Monday after all major championships, playoffs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, tons to get to. Winners, weird and what? So much. But first, let's hit it. News and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Sandbagger as well. We are only weeks away from their LCBO launch in the province of Ontario, so I know you can enjoy Sandbagger on the golf course already mm-hmm. this summer, last summer, your clubs, your your public courses, but in the next couple of weeks, you can walk into an LCBO and grab yourself the Hard Gin Golf Seltzer. Okay, Skulls, it's all about Hideki. Yeah. Okay, it's all Masters news. Hideki joins Middlecoff, Nicholas, Crenshaw, Mickelson, Woods, Garcia, and now Matsuyama as the only players ever in history to win the Loam and then win the Green Jacket eventually. Obviously, Garcia is the widest in terms of time from amateur to mm-hmm. finally donning mm-hmm. the professional green jacket and winning the Masters. Yeah. This was a long time for Hideki as well. And what a massive week. What a massive cherry on top of a really big Sunday for Japanese golf. It was spectacular to see. And for Matsuyama, you could almost say that he won this golf tournament on Saturday after that rain delay when when the greens got a little softer and he started making a lot of putts after three putting the 13th hole as well then he really put the charge on similar to what Justin Rose did on Thursday when he had a back nine birdie barrage but for Matsuyama an incredible win his first win since the 2017 the WGC 87 starts back then you know he had the chance at the PGA Championship that year at Quail Hollow when Justin Thomas won another hard golf course and and he's someone who you know the, the putting the putter has always been the Achilles heel but he putted well at Augusta National he hit the ball really well and another thing with Hideki too that pregnant pause in his swing 
that we had spoken about so much. He had sort of tinkered with that a little bit, and it wasn't quite it's not, there. It's not as uh, apparent anymore. Yeah. It's not as obvious, and he was open about trying to remove that yeah. uh, pause. I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with the Saturday, mm-hmm. because I, I was absolutely shocked, because these are the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas uh, could not adapt at all after the rain yeah. delay. Uh, struggled. Three putt 11, three putt 13, the wedge into 13, horrific. Maybe we can get into JT a little yeah. bit later when we talk about contenders, players that missed the cut, etc. But the player that adapted the best to the rain delay and change in that golf course was Hideki Matsuyama. Now, I tweeted out on sun, on Saturday afternoon late, no surprise that on a soft golf course when it was throwing darts that Hideki Matsuyama was the guy to take advantage of it. And a couple of people fired back at me like, hey, the guy shot 69 on Thursday. I get it. He played great Thursday. He mm-hmm. did shoot 69 on Thursday. But this is my point for those of you who think there was no validity to that statement. Putts per green in regulation. 1.61 Thursday. 1.78 Friday. 1.56 Sunday. Saturday, when they got mush and they dumped a bunch of rain on them, 1.39. Clearly, hands down, his best putting day of the week by a country mile. It was a brilliant round, but it played right into the hands to a player who has fought with firm, crusty conditions and the short stick in his career. The last time he won. Now listen, the last victory he had on the PGA Tour was 2017. The 2017 Bridgestone Invitational. No one's going to say that Firestone isn't a hard track to win around. No one's going to suggest that that's not a difficult place. But we know the reason that he has been held back in majors, Adam, is hard, fast, green conditions. To steal a line from David Faraday, sometimes putting with a live snake, (laughs) I think the moisture helped him most. It certainly did help him a lot. And it was almost like on Saturday after that rain delay, he had... It was only uphill putts. You know, he never really had a downhill slider. He, he never, aside from the 13th hole, which, you know, as you mentioned, Justin Thomas three-putting from 30 feet, leaving his first putt 10 feet short. Corey Connors had an issue with that hole location as well on Saturday. But it, it seemed like Hideki Matsuyama kept hitting the ball into the correct spots on the greens to leave himself a 10, 15-foot uphill putt. So congratulations for him for doing this. And as you mentioned, what a time for Japanese golf. This is, as Bob mentioned on SportsCenter last night, this is very similar to in 2003 when Mike Weir won, how big that was for golf in Canada. Mm-hmm. That same thing, especially with the Olympics around the corner. I was just corner. thinking with the Olympics being in Tokyo and... Now, we should mention that Japan has had great success and an explosion in female golf. Yeah. Like, like most of Asia has, mm-hmm. has had. Uh, it never, it has never translated in the male game. They have had players over the years, decades back on the PGA Tour. There's been many of them, uh, some of them legends on the Australasian Tour, yeah. and, and and play, but never, never anything close to this in in male success. And he was the guy that was supposed to break through this, but it was supposed to be five, six, seven, eight years ago. It wasn't supposed, to, but it finally happened. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Uh, we're going to talk Will Zalatoris at some point yeah. in the show because, I mean, what a performance. And maybe we'll, you know what, I'm going to save Will Zalatoris okay. for Winners Weird and What mm, okay. because incredible. Yeah. What a performance. We'll get into it. It was so close to breaking 79 Fuzzy Zeller jinx. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. But there are other contenders here. 
Spieth back in the mix again. I mean, couldn't avoid the big mistake all week, or he might be at the top of this yeah. leaderboard. Xander Shoffley just gets it to 10 under and then goes sideways. He just can't seem to get through that ceiling. John Rahm, if he decides to show up on Sunday or Monday, I understand why. Mm-hmm. But he comes in Wednesday night. He didn't have his golf. I mean, John Rahm, with maybe the greatest backdoor top five in the history of, uh, he, you know, he did nothing for three days and then went on fire. Well, it's funny you mentioned John Rahm, and you, meant, you mentioned I was doing a bunch of TS and Edge stuff all week. Heading into yesterday's round, his odds were 500 to one to win outright. And for a moment there, when he was four <laughs> under through eight, it was like, oh my, can he like post a number and see what happens? Rahm goes pedestrian, seven 72, 72, 72, and then fire 66 on Sunday. So, again, uh, brand new dad, decided to stay home, decided, you know, he obviously wasn't practicing. He was with Kelly, his wife, and his and his new baby, and that occupied a good, you know, five, six, seven days of his time. Gets on a plane, comes to Augusta Wednesday night, shoots even par for three days, and then 66. You back up that schedule about three days, this thing might look very mm-hmm. different. Still waiting for his first major. Okay, we're running a little late here in segment one. On the other side, we're going to hear from Hideki, big pitcher. What's this mean? We'll also look forward to some contenders here in hour one. Uh, Some winners and some losers. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver. Only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. I'm not, uh, I haven't been out once to play golf, have you? I played Dentonia. I know, yes. And uh, I didn't make a birdie at Dentonia. I made 15 pars, though. So there you go. Pretty happy with that. There you go. I know there's a set, there's a few people at our at our station here in Toronto at 1050, and on the TV side, they've played four or five rounds of golf already. I was looking, you know, post-Masters, things quiet down That's a what little I bit. But looking at the forecast here in the GTA, no. like Friday, I'm, I'm working Friday, but Friday maybe in the weekend, 10 or 11, 12, cloudy. Tomorrow is my first day off in 23 days. Sorry, not tomorrow. Wednesday is my first day off in 23 days. I've got a five-day window with no work before I jump back into GTC and then into PGA Tour Radio again. Right. So I've got a five-day window, and the weather looks like you Throw can't on go the out. rain suit, yeah. uh, Caddyshack. No, no. no. no it's too cold. Guy. Yeah. Too old for that. Yeah. Just the, my back sore just hearing you say Spinal that. Spinal fusion, maybe. <laughs> All right. Before we move on from Hideki Matsuyama, he did speak uh, post-Masters. Let's hear now from the winning champion and his translator yes. after uh, accepting the green jacket, your Masters winner for 2021. I can't say if I'm the greatest. However, I'm the first to win a major. And if that's the bar, then I've said it. Yeah, it's it's thrilling to think that there are a lot of youngsters in in Japan um, watching today. Hopefully, in five, ten years, uh, when they get a little older, and um, hopefully, some of them will be competing on the world stage. Um, but there, I still have a lot of years left, so they're they're going to have to 
compete against me still. I love the last little shot. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. So it's a great performance. 69, 71, 65, 73. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you mentioned Corey Connors. Yeah. He's back uh, regardless. And, you know, I kind of said this on our on our early round coverage yesterday on TSN4. I said, I feel bad talking about the top 12s and the target for Corey and the target for Mackenzie Hughes because it's my anticipation that they would, they we're getting to a level now where you know their success on the PGA Tour and the year they have on the PGA Tour is going to qualify them for the Masters, regardless of their finish at Augusta. However, this is such a hard golf tournament to get into, yeah. and we've seen. Look, Nick Taylor wasn't part of this event. He's played great. He had a win just over a year ago on the PGA, and, and he Tour. made the cut in November. Too. Made the cut in November. Not here. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so it, it's not an automatic. Adam Hadwin has been a fixture in you know in the top 100 in the official World Golf rankings for most of the last mm-hmm. four or five seasons, and has gotten up higher and made it to tour championships and top 30, and not here. So this is a big deal to finish inside the top uh, 12 for Corey. This is a huge deal, and he's going to learn a lot from the experience he had. He played well. He had a bad, you know, three, four-hole stretch on Sunday, starting on the fifth hole, and 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 that's where you know what things he started to struggle. But he's going to learn so much from this. He's one of the great ball strikers in the PGA Tour. He was you know missing some tee shots to the right there uh, during that first nine, but he, he bounced back because there was a moment there on the back on the second nine where he was outside the top 12 where I'm sure that was in his mind where he realized okay I'm not going to win this golf tournament but I still have to qualify for next year's tournament finishing in the top 12 he birdies the 18th hole finishes T8 now second two straight top 10s at Augusta National gets into next year's tournament and we have to think for majors here going forward like especially the U.S. Open ball striking paradise this, mm-hmm. this is a Corey Connors written all over it mm-hmm. I, again it's 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 all going to come down to inside 100 yards on the flat yeah. stick with, with Corey, right? And this week is kind of interesting because if you looked at Corey Connor's numbers this week, I'm going to pull them up right here. But from a greens and regulation standpoint, he was, I don't want to say, to his standards, he was average. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Sunday that he hit kind of a Corey Connors type of mark on, on his greens and reg. Yeah. He hit 12 on Thursday. That's substandard. For him, 13 on Thursday and Friday, pretty pretty normal. 14 on Sunday. That's more a Corey Connors type mm-hmm. around a golf. Where if you're going to tell me, if you were to ask me, okay, Mark, Corey Connors going to have a, a, a really good Masters. What what kind of greens is he going to hit? And you know what's his what are his keys going to be? And I'm going to say avoid three putts at 14 greens around. Yeah, you know, he kind of did that on on Sunday. Uh, he didn't hit as many greens uh, as as we would normally expect from Corey on Thursday, fr- uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And to me, I know this sounds crazy, saying, "Well, he didn't hit as many greens as he as he normally does." But I'm going to take a cup half full approach of that because he didn't hit the 14 greens, he didn't hit the 15 greens, yet he was still in a position of chance for a chance to win. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, obviously, the other aspects of his game have gotten better. And in fact, Adam, if you go back to the shot in the middle of the 13th fairway on, was it Saturday? Let's pull up his scorecard. On Saturday or Sunday? He eagled it on Friday. On Saturday, he had a he three-putted from about the same sort of range that Matsuyama did. Shoffley had a similar putt as well. 
Right. He rinsed it one of the days. I can't remember. But that was Thursday. He made, he Thursday. made double on Thursday. Thank you. Okay. So if you, thank you. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if, if I'm looking at Corey this week and I'm trying to pick the big mistakes, hey, I dropped Corey uh, Connors in his wheelhouse in the center of the 13th fairway and he rinses it from there. Yep. Like to me, he contended at Augusta and I'm going to say, he was B to B plus with his ball striking mm-hmm. and contended. Like this was not A A plus Corey Connors for sure. So that's a cup half full. Is it's it a not? cup half full for sure. He only missed two fairways on Friday and Saturday Driving combined. You know what? Obviously off the tee, he did struggle a little bit, but he, like you said, you know that round yet on Sunday easily could have been seventy six, seventy seven. But he really reined it in. I guess a trick question for you. You know what? You mentioned all these greens and regulation. Is a hole in one still a green and regulation? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess technically it's a green and under regulation, yeah. though they don't keep that stat. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't believe so. Anyway, I go pretty deep in the shot link of the PJ Tour, and I haven't seen that stat. Uh, Tommy <laughs> Fleetwood, obviously, with the hole-in-one. We'll get to that. In Almost said another one, too. Oh, I know. How good was it? I don't want to get too far off track, but to see the traditional Sunday uh, play, uh, pin placements again. Absolutely. You know what? On In November, that Sunday pin location, it was... Weird. It was it was just different, but it was awesome to see. You know, a couple guys had chances. Cameron Champ hit it to I don't know six inches. Six inches. Mark Leishman as well had a close chance. Obviously, Xander Shoffley took a rather bold line. He thought he had to, which we'll get into in a little bit. Hitting it in the water, which we never really see that water in play on 16 too. But it was awesome to see the traditional pin locations back. On the Sunday. other side, we're going to talk about the contenders and the winners and losers in the contender column because. Yeah. You know what? There's different ways of top tenning at Augusta. Mm-hmm. And there are some that I think uh, come out of this with wins and some that uh, I don't know. It's more scar tissue. And we're going to get to that uh, on the other side. Last year, you and I sat here and Bob was the only one of the three of us that said the Masters mm-hmm. was his favorite major of the year. Okay? Now, you and I typically agree with Bob and most of the Canadian golf audience and I believe Bob did an essay on this this year and it's something I've said for oh maybe 15 20 years that I believe that Canada has a very different relationship with the masters than America and I'm not suggesting that America doesn't love the masters the entire planet loves the masters Mm -hmm. it's the one tournament that the world agrees upon because if you go to Europe and you ask people what's the biggest golf term in the world you're going to get two answers the open championship and the masters if you ask people in America, you're going to get the U.S. Open and the Masters. But it's always the Masters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that one never leaves. And, of course, the international, the players in Australia, et cetera, and lot, you know, they will be very, very much likely a Masters yeah, suggestion. For sure, for sure. But Canada, it's the start of our golf season. It's the start of our patio season. It's, it's coming out of hibernation. It's back to all the things we love in life. Mm-hmm. It's usually an introduction, too, as we're leading into playoff hockey season under normal nice. circumstances. Yeah. And, and basketball, if the Raptors are making a run. Yeah, yeah. I can give you 900 reasons why the Masters signifies an amazing time of year. I mean, Canadians love the Masters. But I will go on record. As saying, and we haven't even played another major that yet this year, and I want your opinion on this. I believe for the second year in a row, this is going to be my least favorite, uh, least favorite, mm. or or cert, I don't know if it's going to be my least favorite, but I guarantee you, for two years in a row, it's going to not be my favorite major of the year. We've got three big ones coming, and I was disappointed a little in the Sunday, and certainly I, I was not a fan of November. I'm glad we had a, a Masters in mm-hmm, November, mm-hmm. but for me, there was always an asterisk on that Masters. Yeah, yeah. 
where you think where do you think this is going to land? Are, are you saying in terms of drama? In, in terms, terms of, of yeah, in terms of a television product, interest, drama. We got some backdoor drama late for about. 18 minutes, which was exceptional. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it wasn't. We never saw the runs on Sunday and the, like those, like, I mean, go over the years with, with the Charles Schwartzel finish, the Tiger Molinari Kepka finish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Garcia playoff against Rose finish. I mean, the list is endless. November, parade. Yeah. Uh, very easy golf course. This year, uh, with the exception of a very small window, very much a parade again. You know, it's it's interesting because obviously when Colin Morikawa won the PGA, that was right down to the wire. Bryson won by six shots at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. That was when they made the turn. There was a little drama there. Obviously, what happened at November got close in the beginning of the round as well. This was much more dramatic to me than what happened in any of the previous two majors. For that brief span, I know people on Twitter are saying, oh, this is boring, this is boring. But it got pretty close there for a moment. Um, I'm curious, too, if we hadn't had that rain delay on Saturday. Way better finish. Way better Masters. If there's no rain delay, Mother Nature kind of stole a really tight, crazy Sunday from us. Because I guarantee you, without that rain delay, Hideki might be the leader. But he doesn't spread the lead like that. But, But the lead's going to be seven or eight under after... 100%. 100%. We got to fly on the other side. Winners and losers with contenders. We'll start with Xander Shoffley. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeks, he's going to pop in, uh, give us a ring of the, off the top of hour two as he's made his way home from Augusta. Uh, okay, Skulls, winners and losers. We're going to sit on Zalo Torres. Mm-hmm. Clear winner. Yeah. Not even close. We'll get to him in winners. We're going to watch so many reasons why the Zalator's performance checks the winner's box. Uh, let's start with Shoffley, who finishes in a tie for third with Jordan Spieth. Three off the pace. You're a big Xander Shoffley mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. He uh, suggested that he knows that people are going to talk about this like it's scar tissue again and, and this was a negative. Him and his team are not going to translate it that way. When he was talking to Amanda Balionis, that was his angle on it. Yep. I know he can say that. Um, I, I'm not so sure I can go that way. It's a Sunday 72 when he played with a guy who shot a Sunday 73. Uh, at one point, he was at 10 under par, which was the winning score in this golf tournament. Okay? And he finishes three off the pace. I'm going to call more scar, I'm going to call it more scar tissue and another opportunity that came and went for Xander Shoffley. What are your thoughts, and what are your thoughts on 16? Because I, I leaped out of my chair at home with the shot on 16. Shocked. I, shocked. I was shocked, too. It was a bizarre round for Xander Shoffley to shoot, even par in the final round of a major championship with a chance to win with a triple bogey and a double bogey. So clearly he had some of his game going. His double bogey on five was actually a pretty good double bogey, too, to get up and down after leaving it in the bunker, nearly hitting it onto the road off the tee. But... 
you get to the 16th hole, he's made this charge. He's birdie 12, he's birdie 13, he's birdie 14, he's birdie 15. He's two shots off the pace. Momentum is totally switched. And then he hits this shot that he says afterwards he flushed it. I don't know. I mean, if he flushed if it, he, flu- I, he is. If he flushed it, he's 15 feet to 20 feet left of his target line. But even after he said he had to take a more direct line, wrong. I don't like. Do you have you seen the the 16th hole? You can play it 30 feet right, or yeah, right, and play and play the yes. slope down. Well, this is why people love Augusta. Yeah, because we know the, this golf tur- tournament, and our viewers and our listeners. They know this golf tournament almost as well as the players. Yeah. Because we've seen these shots over the years time and time again. Now, the subtleties of how firm the greens are, what that first hop's going to do, the wind directions. Obviously, there's the best players in the world. They know the the place better than viewers. But I mean the nuts and bolts, the basic A's and B's. There isn't a single person that watches the Masters that doesn't know back left hole location 16. It's it's off the bank. Mm -hmm. It is. It's funnels. You have the momentum. You hit that shot. I'm with you. I, I do we believe him, or I'm, is he is he just trying to deflect? I don't know. Deflect He's, and looking for. I love Xander Schauffele. Yeah, by me way. too. Super nice guy. Yeah. I, I don't know what to. I can't believe that he doesn't know that. Is my point. I I agree. And you know what? On the broadcast, Dottie Pepper said that it was as if the ball hit a wall of wind. So perhaps it did. But you know what? This guy is eight career top tens and fifteen majors. I'm not I'm not going down the line of saying he's going to be, you know, Ricky Fowler, who knows what his career will be like. He had he was top five in all four majors mm-hmm. back in two thousand fourteen. I know people have made the comparison with well, Shoffley. It's starting to line it's up. It's starting in that direction, to line up right? a bit. I still believe Shoffley will win a major championship and perhaps this year. Bold prediction. Another it, bold prediction. There, there we go. Bold prediction. Uh the US Open. All right, so for right now, the Masters, Shoffley, winner or loser? Loser. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. Loser. Okay. Jordan Spieth ties with Xander Shoffley. Three off the pace. Spieth goes 71, 68, 72, 70. He's got a double. He's got a triple. Can't avoid the car crash. Amazingly, drove the ball well off the tee, turning it right to left. Shocked everybody. Okay. Spieth, winner or loser? Honestly, to me, he's a winner because what we discussed on this show last Monday where the inconsistencies are going to show up in his game, and we saw that. That triple bogey on Thursday, he hit that tee shot 70 yards right of that fairway. Like That was like a four right and then some for Jordan Spieth. But the way he bounces back, the mental fortitude, to, I mean, and yes, he did get pretty lucky with the chip in yep. Eagle on 13. But, but then he, mind you, he leads PGA Tour in holeouts. That's what he exactly. does. Exactly. And as well, he still finished tied for third, and he had one of his worst putting rounds he has ever had on the PGA Tour on Saturday. I believe it was minus 2.44 strokes against the field, putting alone. So for Jordan Spieth, look out. I mean, the PGA Championship is Opportunity uh, five weeks away. Opportunity to complete a career grand slam. And this is, you know, he had a chance at Beth Page. He sort of backdoor finished the top three when Brooks Kepka won that tournament. I think he, he's got to be one of the favorites now going ahead, especially with the way some of the top players in the world played, which we'll get into in hour two. Uh, Dustin Johnson, what, what happened to you? But, you know, in five weeks, I think Jordan Spieth has to be a favorite of the PGA. Right now, I think you're 100% right. We'll see what happens in the next five weeks. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. So you're putting him a winner. I'm also putting him yeah. a winner. So we agree on Shoffley, loser. We agree on Spieth, winner. A couple more names for you. John Rahm, 72, 72, 72, 66 Sunday, backdoor top five, shows up late Wednesday night. 
I'm calling loser. What are you calling? I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is a, a situation where where he he's welcomed uh, his baby boy Kepa into the world with his wife Kelly. We were texting back and forth, and I said, if this tournament's one more day, John Rahm's winning. You heard what Jim Nance said. Time for an emergency nine yeah, on the broadcast. Yeah, that so was th- awesome. He's thinking exactly what we're saying. This is a five-round golf tournament, which, of course, it's not. Things might look different. It's, it's pretty crazy that he legitimately could have posted a number yesterday. He, he missed, you know, there were a couple putts down the stretch that he did miss. But to me, he's still a winner. It's four straight top tens at Augusta National. I think he's going to win this tournament eventually. Some of the short game shots he's played, it seems like the equipment uh, turnaround is now behind him, I would say, anyway. His putter, was a lot, his putter has been sort of questionable all season. But to me... He's a winner. How about you? I'm going to keep him loser. Uh, another top 10 for him is just another yeah. another tournament that's come and gone. He's the best player in the world without a major championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even close, I don't think. And if yeah. he shows up Monday night or Tuesday morning, maybe he's got a green jacket on. And he's at home celebrating with Kelly and his new child, and that's wonderful. And congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, being a, a dad or a mom and what is unbelievable. It's fantastic. How good would it be to be a new dad with the mom and your baby this morning with a green jacket on? If you show up 24 hours sooner, 36 hours sooner, to me it's a it's a loss for it's not a hard loss, but it's I can't give him a win. Now you mentioned John Rahm is the best player in the world without a major championship. What is your major outlook on Rahm the rest of the season? It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got to be in the conversation at every major because his game translates everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Keough Island's a weird one because it's, it's, it's a link, American Lynx, but it doesn't, it doesn't play like a Lynx golf course. It looks like a Lynx golf course. It it's got the wind of a Lynx golf course, mm-hmm. but very much like Whistling Straits. It looks like it. It's got the wind like it. It doesn't play like it. Yeah. You can't play the game on the ground at, at, at the ocean course. So it's a very much an American setup. Thus, Rory, who's a high ball hitter, maybe the only European tour player you know, in the last 20 years that hates any shots on the ground, right? Yep. Rory's a whole other story. We'll get to him soon. <laughs> um, but I think Rom's game kind of translates everywhere. I think with his history at Torrey Pines, that the one's got to be circled on his calendar has to be the U.S. Open. Mm. I mean, is there a farmer's insurance open? Yeah. That where he doesn't really feel like he should contend or he should be in the mix. Like, you know, he's won that championship. He's been down the stretch in that championship so many times. I've got to think John Rahm at Torrey Pines is, unless something goes completely sideways between now and June, Adam. It's the same thing, too, with Xander Shoffley. He grew up a pitching wedge away from another Torrey name. Pines, too. So another right. guy right there. So we will see. But, yeah, to go. Okay, one more for yep. you before we go to break. Not a contender. But a guy that we spoke a lot about, uh, and I think it's pretty clear where he lands. 76, (laughs) 67, 75, 75. I don't know where the touch went. Watching the broadcast yesterday, DeChambeau hits it underneath the third green. Little pitch up the hill. Just awful. No touch. Can't hit any shots around the green. Has nothing from the tight lies. Can't control his spin. Can't control his distance. Uh, can't get up and down from everywhere, anywhere. I mean, inside 50 yards, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, is this just karma? I was 
just going to say that because in November he said this is a par 67 for him. Yeah. So in, in you know to my math is that one round even par and he finished whatever over par for the for the week. But for Bryson, when he's spoken to the media after his round, whether he's played well or he hasn't played well. Generally, there's some sort of equation, you know, going in here talking about, oh, he has to work on the three o'clock position or whatever. But after Thursday's round, he was he was mad. He was he was giving sort of blunt answers. He was blaming his caddy, saying bad numbers. But it was weird to watch him, especially on Thursday, because he was hitting shots where he was posing. He was club twirling. He was this is all over it. And it was 15 yards long and it happened three or four times on the second nine alone. I mean, there were moments, you know, on 18, he hits it, what, 340 up the hill past the bunker? Oh, he a great shot. The 370-yard drive on two on Friday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm I'm really curious about Bryson because, you know, this whole weight loss thing has happened, this whole weight gain, which turned into a weight loss. Like, he looks like a completely different human being, to me anyway, than when... He was at the Masters five months ago. I'm curious where he goes from here because he has a win this year. He's played well. But clearly something with Augusta National and him aren't equating right now. And this is a guy who won a couple weeks ago on a very hard golf course at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And contended at the Players' Championship. Contended at the Players' Championship. So so it's not like he can't play hard golf courses. Yeah. He won at Wingfoot. Yeah. Okay. There's something going on between the ears here. Uh This this has got nothing to do. I'll give you an example. Uh, James and I, we were talking off camera when we were watching the whole DeShambo thing go down and, and on Friday when he played better. But on Thursday, he was saying he was having difficult. The only thing worse than his touch around the greens were his iron control, to your point. Yeah. Couldn't get flag high all week. Usually long, a couple really short, but more often flying his number by 10, 15 hmm, yards. Long and left, yeah. In his post round on Thursday, he claimed having difficulty judging the elevation changes. On Sunday, James asked me about that in early round coverage in, in one of my hits. And I said, I threw my hands up and said, I don't buy it. And I'll tell you why I don't buy it. His worst miss on Thursday at Augusta with an iron was the 12th hole, the par three. There isn't a flatter hole on Augusta National than the 12th. That's what makes it so difficult. When you stand on that tee, there is no depth perception. That green, that hole is so flat, and that green mm-hmm. is so shallow. It, it looks, there is a little downhill technically, but I mean from the eye, you don't see any downhill. You don't see the green. It looks about as wide as a billiards table. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me elevation is throwing you 15 yards past the green. He's making excuses these are headworms, and until he takes ownership of what's going on, his trips around Augusta are not going to get yeah, any better. I loser? Agree. Well, I, I think he's a loser. I know we're going late here, yeah. but he also put a new driver in the bag again, again this now, week. Now, his driving was fine. Okay, and this driver was supposed to be a very almost identical to the, the yeah. one he was winning with. With Only did was they uh, reinforced the face, the structure of the face, but I'm with you. There's still a little different feel. Why? Again, I get like, listen. I'm not a doctor, okay? Yet, I have anyway. played one on radio. Yes. And, you know, however, maybe an hour two. Maybe, not, too, maybe yeah. an hour two, I'd be get someone calling, make me a doctor. <laughs> uh, everyone plays doctor these days anyway. Yeah. I turn in the TV uh, every morning, someone's telling me uh, some uh, medical uh, <laughs> something. So I'm going to, maybe I'm a medical guy right now, and yeah. I'm going to say, there's something going on in the head. Yeah, something strange happening. The one thing sure. I do know about anything in life, on the golf course, off the golf course, Things don't get better with things that are going bad in your life until you take ownership of it. And all I hear from Bryson is deflection. Yeah, you're right. All I hear is deflection. I agree. All right, on the other side, we are going to give away a $100 gift card 
MrButcher.ca. It's M-I-S-T-E-R, Butcher.ca. If you're watching us on TSN 2 this afternoon, please don't call. This is for the live radio audience from 10 a.m. to 12 noon on TSN 1050. Uh, Phone line is 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. We're going to open the phone lines on the other side with a trivia question and give away a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. I can't wait to get back to Myrtle Beach in November. Can-Am Cup. We were supposed to go. We're going November 2nd. Okay. So don't rebook your Augusta trip with TJ Rule. By the way, TJ Rule, Golfway Tours. TJ, if you're listening or watching, is the left-handed uh, Will Zalatoris with an extra 15 wow, pounds on Wow, I've never thought of yeah, that. And put that an extra 15 side by side. on uh, on Will because TJ's not fat, but he's normal. Like, he's in proper yeah, weight. Yeah. I would say Will Zalatoris is like 15 pounds underweight. You know what's funny? Uh, on, on, on First Up this morning, they were talking about what Will Zalatoris' waist size is. It, yeah, well, that's what I mean. My guess is TJ's. Yeah, I'm guessing like TJ's probably like a 32, yeah. maybe a 30, but probably a 32. And I'm guessing Will's like 28. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking and I'm going, that's TJ Rule from the wrong side of the ball. Anyway, when you book your rebook your trip yeah. to Pebble, Pebble don't yeah. do it in November because yes. November 2nd to 5th, I think, 2nd of, no, 3rd to 7th, mm. November 3rd to 7th, okay. will be Can Am Cup, Canada, U.S. As we anticipate the world being better in the summer, fingers crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> if it's not done by then, you know the amount of Brunel. I'm going to be sitting here 900 pounds with a bottle of Brunello recapping the Ryder Cup if we're not in in, in that fancy water In that bottle fancy uh, bottle works water bottle fill. Keeps cold things cold. Keeps hot things hot. Oh. It has the only water bottle you're ever going to need. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to have Brunel. Is it like a thermos? Like what? Listen, you're going to get they've products, all different types of products. I'm excited. But I know one I'm thing. Excited. I This guy, <laughs> talking about you're going to have issues with Bryson, this guy's going to have issues if we're not doing that by the fall. Okay. Enough of that. 870-1050. 870-1050. gift card. MrButcher.ca. Of course, if you win, you're in the grand prize draw, which is a barbecue for you and nine of your friends this August. For the Mr. Butcher Barbecue uh, Contest, the Sandbagger friends are going to jump in on that one as well. We want to know, 870-1050, what year was Hideki Matsuyama's last victory prior to his green jacket? Hideki Matsuyama, a multiple winner on the PGA Tour, previous to Sunday's victory at Augusta, what was the year of his last PGA Tour victory? Just looking for the year. I discussed it off the top of the show because it's an impressive golf course. No longer an event on the PGA Tour, which mm. is sad. It, it was right. a Champions Tour event now they go there. I don't even know if they play the same golf course because there's three golf courses mm-hmm. on that property. Yep. And I used to love working. It was the second PGA Tour event I ever worked in 2015 as a play-by-play guy. Wow. 
Yeah. Worked the Canadian Open in 2015 as my first ever event uh, on the ground. And then uh, my second event was this the event? following week at that event oh, that's, that's under the, the old Open. schedule. Right. And then it used to go into the PGA Championship. So there's lots of hints for you. 870-1050, Mr. Butcher gift card. What was Hideki Matsuyama's last victory prior to his green jacket win? Okay, I'm looking at my phone here, folks, because... I mean, the, the, if you were like Adam and I, uh, Bob, you were in like 900 fantasy and maybe you laid a little action on Augusta. And um, so let's get to him. So this time last week, Adam, Bob, and I did our, like we had six categories deep, yeah. over age 50, wild card, past champion, European, international, America, et cetera. Scully destroys Bob and I. Adam was 15 under. Mark was seven under, and Bob was three under. So if you were listening to our radio show last week and just talking about our six-man category pool, Adam waxed us completely. I have to give a special shout-out to Christian yes, from Christian, Golf Talk Canada. Christian, uh, Christian Anderson, yes, right? Yeah, yes. who manages a, a pub out in the West End of Toronto. And when this is all over, we're going to come do a live broadcast. Oh, yeah. He's a great listener, great follower. He loves golf, so we love everybody. We, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't want to get too far off track. <laughs> We have so many great fans yeah. of, of our show and golf. And I, I say that like, like like modestly. I'm not saying fans. I'm just saying these like we're so lucky because these people love golf. They're like us. We just love golf. He's one of them. And he hung with us for like three days. He, and he almost won this, he, right? He was it wasn't close. for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got lucky. I mean, you know, Patrick Cantley. Yeah. We'll get in him an hour too, one of the guys who missed the cut. Right. So Adam Waxus on that one. On our TSN television on-air personality pool, mm. yours truly won. That was four categories. You needed uh, past champion, American, European, and... International. International. Yes. Uh, Lindsay Hamilton finished second in that one. Mm. Well done, Lindsay. She was trolling me all A week lot. on yeah, social media. Yeah. She was trolling me. So, anyway. Congrats, Lindsay, on your silver medal. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then our TSN Edge was all very close, uh, which we'll recap this Wednesday yes. on uh, on um, T- Golf Talk Canada Television. No one really uh, lit it on fire. You and I were pretty close. Mm-hmm. I think you had me by one shot. Uh, you were first by one shot, and I think you had one player miss the cut. Yeah, so Cantley missed the cut for me. Cameron Smith, who had a wild week, back yeah. door to top ten again. Yeah. Um, and I had John Rom, and I know you had John Rom. Yeah. So uh, the only good news I had was I didn't have anybody to miss a cut, and that ended up killing me. Yeah. Because you only count the players who missed the cut, and one of my guys who didn't miss a cut was DeChambeau. If he had been sitting at home, I would have been better, yeah. <laughs> better off. So yeah. anyway, I will say this: I know cashed a little lollies this week. It was a good week for the Z-Man. I like I like uh, my, uh, Laying a little bit of action when you got the top five scenario. So where you wherever you decide oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to do this, the, the do it way. responsibly. Yeah, the each way. And I like the each way bet. So you pays winner or top five or top six. I had Zalatoris at I forget what number it was. It was massive. I had Zalatoris, Spieth, and Rom, all each way. Wow. We did okay this week, Skulls. Not a big okay. deal. Not a big deal. All right. Uh, 870-1050 if we don't have a winner or not already. I don't see Chris because he's behind the glass. It's not the same. You know, we're yeah, typically on we Zoom, Zoom for can, this. can you see Chris? Do Bare, we have a barely, winner? Barely. I'm pretty blind even though I have glasses right. on. But yeah, He's okay. try, trying to talk in my ear. It's lighting <laughs> up, but it, no, nothing's happening, I'm sure. Okay. Well, I'm sure we we'll have a winner. We'll find out in the break. We'll find out in the break. 
Uh, on the other side, we're going to speak with Bob Weeks. Weeksy back from Augusta. We'll get his uh, firsthand impression of everything that went down this week. Um, later on the show, Adam and I are going to talk about big names that missed the cut. And there's some real surprises. And unfortunately, there's a real big name that wasn't a surprise, and there's still no improvement. And I'm talking about Rory McIlroy. So we mm-hmm. will talk about big names and miss the cut. We'll do winners, winner what. Again, weeks he's going to be up next first on the other side. Just a reminder, folks, 20 weeks of TaylorMade, it's up, it's going. There's only hours left. Two ways to win. Follow Golf Talk Canada on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. TaylorMade Canada, social media, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow both of us for your chance to win. And make sure you tag your friends. Retweet us. Repost us. Tag us. Tag your golf buddies. If you do that each week, then you are entered in the draw for that week. This week's prize... Limited edition, uh, limited edition Team TaylorMade Augusta staff bag. The bags that DJ was carrying, the bags that uh, Rory was carrying. Morikawa, Matt Morikawa, Wolf. Matt Wolf. Gorgeous, gorgeous staff bag. We're going to give it away. There's only hours left in this week's draw. Next week's draw, Sim Two Driver. Right, right here. There. Right We're giving there. away close to twenty thousand. Actually, twenty thousand in product over twenty weeks on twenty weeks TaylorMade. On the other side, Bob Weeks. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino, Scully in studio. And of course now welcoming, welcoming in on the phone. He is home. He is safe. He is on Canadian soil after taking the Golf Talk Canada private jet mm. to and from Augusta. PJ. Yeah. It was, apparently they had the Golf Talk Canada logo over the entire thing. It was quite impressive wow. apparently. I didn't know we had access to this. <laughs> Neither did I. I know. This is news so to me. We'll have to find we out. break news on the show all the time. That's what we do, yeah. yeah. Welcoming in now a man who I'm sure is exhausted, very tired, uh, but has uh, decided still to uh, give us some of his time. Bob, how are you this morning? A little tired, but uh, yeah, thank you for the loaner of the jet and, uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the all the. It was a beautiful, beautiful flight back. You know, all the we were just playing highlights of uh, Golf Talk Canada shows in the past on the <laughs> entertainment system. That was very nice. Well, Jamie insists, doesn't he? I would think <laughs> right. He just would insist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, welcome home. Um, just some general uh, impressions. Uh, don't know if you caught any of uh, our one off the top. Uh, Adam and I thought, you know, we got a little window where it got a little tight. There was a little drama uh, down the stretch. Would have been maybe a little bit more fun if Shoffley didn't find a way to back up. At the end of the day, though, huge win for Japan. Yeah, and and in some ways, you know, this was uh, the tournament the bat was won on the back nine on Saturday, not the back nine on Sunday. When you think about what Hideki Matsuyama did after that uh, rain delay on Saturday, came back and just lit it up, but. 
um, yeah, it, you know, it's always nice when you have a little drama on the backside, and, and we did have that, but it was just short, you know, 10, 15 minutes really on the 15th hole. And then when um, there were, you know, a couple, two, two interesting moments. The one where, where Matsuyama decides to go for the 15th green and two with a four iron and puts it over the back. And then the second one with uh, Xander Shoffley's tee shot on 16, I guess he got, you know, he says it was just a win that he hit it just the way he wanted to, but I don't know if he got a little aggressive with the line or if he just didn't catch it all or what happened, but that's obviously not where he wanted the ball to, to land. And really after that, it was a bit of a coronation. And then, you know, you start to, start to think about what this means for Japanese golf mm-hmm. and what it means for, for golf around the world, to be honest with you. Um, and I think it's it's massive win. It's uh, Japan is a golf mad country. You know, I don't know. It's like the size of of, of Prince Edward Island. It's got two thousand two hundred golf courses, about the same as Canada has. So uh, you can understand just what this means. And I, I kind of the only thing I could think of that it kind of connects with it. It's like Mike Weir winning the Masters for Canadians. And but I think it's going to be even bigger just because of how big golf is and how big. Uh, Japan is as a, as a economic power. Yeah, I totally agree, Bob. We were talking about that too in hour one. How the significance of this victory in Japan is going to be huge, especially now with the Olympics, assuming they still go on. You know, five or six months uh, down the road. We also, Bob, in hour one discussed when Hideki Matsuyama won this golf tournament, and for me anyway, it was Saturday after the rain delay when he put on a birdie barrage and, you know, held that huge lead after 54 holes. Would you agree with that? Or was there another moment for you for Matsuyama? I mean, I, I think that's, that's the one that stands out for me. And I think if you, um, if you go back and look, you know, he was, that was his, his worst shot of the day was that tee shot on 11. They go into the rain delay. He sits in his car, uh, <laughs> charges his phone and plays video games <laughs> on the phone. It comes back out and lights things up. And it was really kind of interesting. If you look at the stats, there's not, you know, like it wasn't like he hit every fairway or he hit every green. In fact, his greens and, and fairways were pretty minimal on that day. Um, I think five and twelve, and and I, uh, you know, so he got it done in in a complete package. There were holes where he hit the driver and the irons well. There were holes where he had to scramble a bit, but his up and down and his scrambling was ridiculous. And uh, and there were holes where he was putting very very well. That was always been his weak link. He's worked exceptionally hard. I saw him on the practice range a couple times working with his coach. He's got a finally got a coach who's traveling with him full time which is something new for him and they worked they spent a lot of time working on his just little tees and getting his club to go through the gate uh, to hit those putts and um, I'm not I'm not sure if you can point to one part of his game that says yes this is how he won it with his this club or whatever it just seemed to be whenever he needed a shot or whenever he needed something to come through for him he was able to do it Bob where do you think Corey Connors heads at this morning I I I think he's disappointed. You know, Adam and I are obviously taking cup half full approach. He, you know, another top ten. He gets to come back next year. I think Corey had his uh, eyes set on winning this championship. Was probably a little deflated with the front nine, and I'm I'm happy that he's deflated. I'm happy that he's disappointed in my mind where I think he is because I think he wants to take this to the next level. And if he's happy with the top ten this morning. I don't care. You might be happy with the top 10 a week from now, looking back retrospectively. But right now, I think it's a good thing that he's upset. Where, where are you at on this? I couldn't agree more with you, Mark. It's exactly right. Nail on the head there. He was. He was disappointed. He was upset. Uh, you know, he was out there to try and get himself a chance to win this. And as it turned out, 
uh, you know, starting at the fifth hole, he hit a bunch of drives out to the right, very unusual for him. And unfortunately, that kind of took away any chance he had to win it. So I think, uh, you know, give him props for coming back down the stretch. Nice birdie on the 18th hole to finish things off. But you're right. He believes, that his, and rightly so, that his game is good enough to compete at the highest level, uh, to take on the top players, to, to go head-to-head against any other player in, in the world right now. And, you know, he's getting some experience at that. But this is a moment where he wanted to try and win this tournament. And you're right. He should be upset that he didn't win. But I think in the, in the grander scheme of things, you know, if you look at it, this is only his eighth major championship. Uh, he doesn't have, he has only been, remember, two years ago when he was trying to get into the Texas Open, he had to Monday qualify. Uh, so, so he's come a long way in a short period of time. So if he keeps going on this scale, uh, I think we're going to see more performances like where he's in the, in the, uh, the last groups at major championships going forward. Speaking of players who have come a long way in a long time, how about Will Zalatoris? This guy, you know, there's some great stuff on social media all week with the Happy Gilmore references <laughs> and, you know, heading in, you know, he's, as, as Bob, as we were talking about with the boys on first up, you know, he's 140 pounds soaking wet, but, you know, he puts every ounce of weight he has into every one of his tee shots and he absolutely crushes the ball and um, looking ahead here, you know, finishing second at Augusta National, T6 of the U.S. Open, Will Zalatoris has to be someone to be considered for the rest of the major season, no? Oh, for sure. I think he I think he sort of solidified his legitimacy with this. You know, one major championship and a good performance. There's there's a whole bunch, a phone book full of guys, you know, who've done that. But but I think now he just proves that uh that that's what he you know, this is this is a legitimate guy out there. And I, I found it very interesting. He was playing with Corey Connors yesterday, so we walked most of the front nine with him. And he is so excited. He just wants to hit the next shot. You can see him. He was walking way ahead of Corey. You know, he's standing on the tee. He's already got his club pulled, ready to go. With the other group is still on the on the green ahead of him. I mean, he, this this guy just wants to play and wants to hit the next shot. And you got to love that about a young, enthusiastic player who has the talent that he ha- he has. And just to see the speed that he puts in, and you know, his hip rotation is it's ridiculous. It's almost like you can't see it. It's like a uh, it goes so fast. So he gets every ounce, much like a, a Justin Thomas, he gets every ounce of, of oomph out of that uh, body to hit those golf shots. And he hits some ridiculously silky uh, um, short shots as well. Nothing better than, I think, the one on the fifth hole where he's about 70 yards out to a pin that's just almost impossible to get at. And he put it to uh, just like gimme length. So uh, a lot to like about Will Zalatoris. All right, Bob, before we let you go, I'm going to remove Zalatoris. I'm going to remove Hideki. So everybody else in the field, including players that missed the cut, other than Zalatoris and Hideki Matsuyama, give me one name that coming out of the year's first major is on a trampoline to better things, and one name leaving Augusta carrying a bag of coal being weighted down (laughs) heading in the wrong direction. Well, the bag of coal is pretty easy. I think that's Bryson DeChambeau. I think, and it may only be specific to the Masters, but I think he's finally kind of getting the idea that uh, you know this this tournament and this golf course require uh, equals equal doses of artistry as much as a mechanic, and and he's just has not figured out how to play this golf course yet. And I think the guy who's going to go uh, you know on the on the rise is is. It could be it could be Jordan Spieth again, even though he didn't win. I mean, this is a third place finish. He's got a win, two seconds and two thirds now at this golf course. Um, so both these both these examples might be sort of specific to the Masters and to Augusta National, but um, I think they go a little bit further than that. And both, you know, I think Bryson is questioning what what did I do wrong here, and how do I make sure I 
don't do that again. And I think Jordan Spieth is going forward thinking, yeah, I'm still rolling here. I'm still rolling, even though I didn't win, which is what he wanted to do, just like we talked about with Corey. Uh, I think Jordan Spieth is, uh, is, is legitimate now to, to win any of the next three majors. Okay, Bob, one final one for me. Very important question. How many egg salad sandwiches did you have? <laughs> Nothing near what Graham ate, right, Bob? Like, no, oh, my. I, yeah, no, I got to 10, and I was <laughs> taken down by, uh, by Graham. He had a dozen, and, uh, you know, my, I, I tipped my hat to him. I did make one kind of bad mistake. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, sort of like with, uh, with Hideki on that four iron on the, going into 15, <laughs> you know. I had, they have a new sandwich this year. It was a chicken salad on a brioche bun. And I, and I had one of those that kind of was probably, I probably could have had two egg salads to replace okay, that. Okay, but one. you so, love the sandwich, but it might have knocked one sandwich out of the loop mm, is what you're saying, right? But the sandwich it, itself was good. The sandwich itself was good, but I think I could have probably matched 12 if I hadn't eaten that. I could have so, probably had two more egg salads instead of that chicken salad. So what we're saying is that the TSN Edge betting line for next April, are we setting it at 9.5, 10.5? Are we going to improve that for next April? I think 9.5 is a good over-under right. right now, but I'm, I'm, I tell you, I'm going, I'm going to go into training before I get down there <laughs> and let's on the crew again, I'll and tell you. And another year comes and goes. Without pimento cheese sandwich. And I will say this. Now, if hopefully, Bob, the world's back to a normal place and Adam and I are with you next year at Augusta. If we're with you, we're having a three pimento cheese sandwiches the day we get there. That's okay. Like, that has to happen, okay? So. Well, there's there's a rookie. As a rookie, Scully would have to have a pimento have cheese sandwich. The first time I went down there, Lauren Rubenstein made me eat a pimento cheese sandwich. I've never had another one. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, thanks so much. Get some rest. We'll uh, see you tomorrow for Golf Talk Canada TV, which airs on Wednesday afternoon on TSN4, and then uh, we can finally close the door on the Masters. Get some rest. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care, guys. Thanks, Bob. Bob Weeks, back from Augusta. On the other side, uh, Scully and I, we're going to talk about uh, a few players that missed the cut, and there are some surprises. Uh, I think the biggest one being world number one, but there's more to go along with that. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Whether you're listening on TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, tsn.ca, or watching us this afternoon, TSN 2 on television from 2 to 4 ET. We didn't have time to update our winner. I'd like to update our winner for the Mr. Butcher gift card, Spencer Bartha. Congratulations, Spencer Bartha. You're the winner of the $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. You knew that 2017, 2017 Bridgestone Invitational, uh, Firestone Country Club just down the way, Akron, Ohio, about five hours down the road from uh, Toronto, was the last win for Hideki Matsuyama on the PGA Tour since uh, winning, uh, previous to winning the Masters yesterday. And so if I'm not mistaken, it was Sunday 61, I believe. I don't know. It was deep. I remember I believe, that. I, I believe it was what, 61. What I remember is he was like just a handful of points from being number one in the yeah. world when he left there. He got to number three in the official world golf ranking with that victory. 
And, I mean, he looked like a guy. 2018, we had him in every pool. And then the following week in 2017, he came just close or just behind Justin Thomas, won his first career major championship. That's right. And then that was it. That was it. And where does it go from there, right? Now, speaking of where does it go from there, (laughs) names that missed the cut. I'm going to give you the ones that were on everybody's radar that we thought would contend. Yeah. Max Homa, Sergio Garcia, Daniel Berger, Kepka, I'll put an asterisk, obviously not healthy. Kisner, Dustin Johnson, world number one. We talked about the simplicity of his golf game and how it's so much easier for him to get things back on track when he goes through a two, three-week stretch that things aren't bad because he doesn't reinvent the mm-hmm. wheel. And his his swing mechanics and the thoughts that he has, are they're, they are extremely simplistic. Didn't translate. It didn't get back on track. It was sluggish and sloppy, 74-75. Lee Westwood, mm. who has seen a resurgence, misses the cut. And, of course, Rory McIlroy, 76-74. Cantley, 79-73. Jason Day. Jason Day, who always plays well here. Okay, where do you want to go here? Dustin Johnson, let's start there. Because, to me, DJ's the most shocking. Him and Cantley, I would put as the two most shocking. I, I would agree on that, starting with Cantley. I had very high hopes for Patrick Cantley. Played very well. Consistency was his story heading into the Masters, and he just didn't have his A game, obviously. Dustin Johnson, you know what? Coming into the week, we discussed how he was off the tee. He, didn't, he wasn't great. Like He just was having sort of a weird stretch after winning on the European Tour in Saudi Arabia. But he, around the greens, you know, on the 18th hole on Thursday – Missing a four-footer, three-footer, uh, lipping out, making double bogey uh, on Friday, putting it down the slope on four from 10 feet, and he had 40 feet coming back. And then, you know, um, hitting into the water on 15, where it was still watching the coverage. Just like, okay, DJ's going to make the cut. DJ will still make a run. And then 15 happened, and you're like, oh, my God, th- like he's going to miss the cut. And so what do you think went wrong? Do you think it is the narrative that he thinks about his mechanics too much when he putts, and they've brought in Austin now to help read putts, and they have uh, – introduced that more and more in the last couple of months mm-hmm. to make the putting process longer, bring in Austin. They talk about it because the more they talk about it, the less mechanics he starts thinking about his putter. Or is it back to the narrative of the ball streaking isn't there and he can't get off the tee and he aims up the left for a big cut and then it doesn't cut. And if you're playing a cut that turns into a straight ball, like what's the problem here? You wonder if he had trouble getting used to the greens potentially again memories of november memories of november when the putts were slower they were for the most part straighter and he just obviously the greens were a different story you know brooks Kepka was quoted last weekend as saying the greens last sunday were what they normally are for the third round like they were firm and fast early and then obviously thursday was was the toughest day conditions wise and and dustin johnson just just didn't have it so maybe it was memories of november but or maybe it was the pressure of the champions dinner and everything around that. I, there I is know. distractions. Yeah, there are certainly distractions uh, as a defending champion, which is why it is so hard to defend, yeah. and it's been done so so few times over the years. You go there. There's way more pageantry 
at Augusta and the Masters than any other golf tournament in the world as the defending champion. You've got the champions dinner and you've got the, you know, the now the the women's amateur now the week mm-hmm. before, which you're kind of supposed to be around. You see a lot of the former champions around and gr- wearing their green jacket. There's the drive chip and putt, which obviously DJ, uh, you know, wants to be visible at. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing a ton of press, so I get it. He's world number one, though, and I think you kind of almost should be used to it. I think I mentioned this briefly about players that have very little Masters experience. Mm-hmm. I suggested if November, if you were a first-timer in November, or if that was your second Masters, etc., I mean, you are in for a rough ride. I said this on our TV show when we did our TSN uh, Edge Picks last week. I also said, though, that I didn't expect it to affect DJ, because he has such a long lineage of contending at Augusta. at Augusta, so he has seen it hard and fast. I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, Cameron Smith, who played great, but a Cameron Smith who's sticking a hybrid on 15 to 3 feet, or, you know, some of the first-timers. Max were, Homa, for Max example. Max Homa, for example, and it did translate mm-hmm. for Max Homa. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we didn't give enough credit to... How much golf he played last year and dominated that golf course under soft conditions, and now this was a completely different planet he played on. My favorite quote, Adam, was uh, Scully's was uh, uh, Garcia. Yeah, I feel like I went twelve rounds with Evander Holyfield. That's what he said after walking off the golf course on Thursday. I feel like I went twelve rounds without. He looked exhausted. He looked painful. So wow. Okay, let's transition to Rory McIlroy (laughs) because I'm worried about this. I say I'm worried about this because the game is better when Rory's near mm-hmm. at the top mm-hmm. of the world. He's one of the greatest ambassadors for the sport globally. He's one of the few players that America gets so jacked up about mm-hmm. that isn't American. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard in America to move the needle in golf if you're not an American. They don't get excited when world number one is a European or an international. They just don't. It affects TV numbers. It affects the amount of money the guy's playing for. It affects the popularity and the growth of the sport in North America. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm telling you that's the reality of the situation. Rory is the only guy that, that transcends that. And, and the translation to his success and stardom is global. He's so likable. The media love him. The players love him. Mm-hmm. The fans love him. I am so scared he is down a horrible path, and I'm worried that they're not laying down the breadcrumbs, as we've talked about with Bryson DeChambeau. When you get lost, you need a blueprint to go back from. The answers are in the dirt. You don't take an artist and, te- and try to turn him into a mechanic scientist. You let the artist paint. Go paint. And now, this is the example. This is this one-plane swing Trouble inside 120 yards, you rebuild the entire thing. I think this is a disaster, and until he blows it up and goes to a dark corner of the range, kind of what Tiger did the last time around, get away from swing coaches, get away from mechanics, get away from all that. I'm not blaming swing coaches. I'm blaming the decisions and the path. Mm -hmm. Answers on the dirt. Until he does that, this could be a long year for Rory. Where are you at with this? Yeah, pretty wild, too. It's his second miscut at Augusta National. But... It's almost like he just needs a break. I I would I said this. Yeah, right? I, I would and I say both said this. Yeah, just just stay away from your clubs for. I, I mean, it's tough now because the tour and the schedule is so busy. But you know, take five days off if you can. You know, try to enjoy time with with your wife and and your daughter. Um, but for Rory McIlroy, like like you said, he's there's so many technical thoughts, and you can tell he's you know doing all these different motions and swing positions. 
Um, obviously, the, sh- the shot he hit on Thursday hitting his dad, which I'll get into in, in my three-dub, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, but the shot he hit, his second shot on 10 on Friday, which was obviously off a downslope. But like that, almost a shake. That, that's 30 yards into the woods mm-hmm. on the 10th hole. You never see anyone go there. Like That was a quasi-hosel rocket. I would definitely say that. It's, it's troublesome. It, because at the start of the year, he, he, he contended on the European Tour. You know what? He played well. He had another backdoor top 10 at Augusta in November. But where, back in November, if you recall, he was in awe of DJ's wedges. Yeah. And that was the problem. Inside 120, he still couldn't figure it out. And they blew up the entire planet just to learn a couple wedge shots. Yeah. You have a great quote that you always say that I love. You always say, you, instead of playing golf, you're playing swing. Yeah. You say it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's ever been more evident or the problems with it more magnified than when you do that with an artist. Yeah. When a, when a mechanic plays swing and not golf, it's not good, but it's more in the lane of the way their brain works, the way they train, the way they practice. Mm-hmm. When you do it with an artist, you pull Seve Ballesteros and ask him to play swing. Mm-hmm. You pull... Uh, uh, Phil Mickelson and ask him to play swing. Uh, Garcia, the painters. And Rory is nearer at the top of that list. Sure. You can do it with Faldo. He can get away with it. Might not find the greatest success like six majors, but Faldo won't look too far off the beaten path in his prime playing swing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rory McIlroy? This is awful. It's it's strange. It's puzzling. And, you know, he's always so honest and articulate with the media. So I'm it's still bizarre how we try to chase more speed. I just I don't understand. We for, could do two hours. Yeah. On this. For a guy who's what, five foot nine, five foot eight, maybe. And who absolutely bombs it. One of the to, longest in the world. But to try to get another fight. Why? I don't but, get it. I mean, this is why the game the world of professional sports even in individual sports has become a team game yeah because even though he's out there by himself the minute they leave that 18th green there's a team of people around him mm-hmm. it's important you have the right people i would not be if i was in rory's camp i would not be allow allowing any of this to be going yeah. on so and we say it all the time on golf talk Canada. if you and i and bob were making all these decisions <laughs> everything would be better okay on the other side three dub winners weird and what this is golf talk canada This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. All right, it is that time. Zucchino, Scully, three dubs, good, bad, and ugly. Winners, weird, and what? This week, he is mine, Skulls. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, my winner this week is Tommy Fleetwood for his tweet after the hole-in-one. And I love it because, you know, a lot of times, we the media, we the golf fans, we look at PGA Tour players as 
you know, superhuman in a, in a sense because they just play this game at such an elite level that we f- forget how vulnerable at any professional sport of that level you can be, especially when you're doing it on a global stage, right, in a public eye. This is Tommy Fleetwood's tweet after his hole-in-one at Augusta National. Ever have one of those rounds of golf when you're so frustrated at this stupid game for not giving you what you deserve? Question mark. Then, just when you're about to lose it, you hit the shot that makes you realize why you're so hopelessly in love with it. The Masters. Now, I would argue that I guess none of us deserve anything in this game. <laughs> but Adam, what he's saying there is, you know, you're at the end of your ropes. You think you're hitting your lines. You think you're putting good swings. The ball's hit coming off the dime. You're hitting it, in your opinion, as good as you can. Nothing's going your way. And then the golf gods give you something, right? Pretty crazy, too. And for Tommy Fleetwood, he had a hole-in-one as well at the WGC match play. So right. two aces in, whatever, what, three weeks? Like, that's pretty impressive that's right. in competition and on tour. Fleetwood also made the cut this week. A new member of Team Taylor made as well. Tommy Fleetwood is. So uh, it's a pretty funny quote, though. I know we both had holes-in-one, but um, he's, he's right about that, especially when things get frustrated. Golf can be a funny game. It is a very... Very funny game. Okay, my weird, it's kind of a double weird. It was a little weird to see the color of the greens Mm. at Augusta National on Thursday. When we caught the aerial views, it was very, it was like, wow. And you were texting me, man, never seen him this brown. Have you ever seen him this brown? I was like, I don't think, I know I've never seen him this brown on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then as we got later in the broadcast, I texted you back and I went, no, I've never seen him this brown maybe ever, Mm -hmm. including a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, at the aerial views from the putting surfaces when you, you had the contrast of the greens to the rest of the golf course, it almost looked like the greens were from an open championship and the rest of the golf course was, was Augusta yep. National. But what I found even more weird was the reaction to this from the Masters fans, social media, people watching the Masters on TSN, CTV, our early round coverage, Golf Talk Canada, whatever it is. I mean, people were losing their minds. Mm-hmm. How can this happen? How can they let uh, do this to Augusta? Augusta's supposed to be perfect. This isn't perfect. Uh, blah, blah. I mean, there was, I don't want to call it outrage, but a large percent of the Masters population not happy were you, A, surprised at the color of the greens, and B, surprised at the reaction of a lot of people. I mean, people on Twitter are going to complain about basically anything if there's not something to perfection. (laughs) It was jarring, though, I will say. I mean, first of all, compare it back to November, where everything was lush and green and Was it possibly a little reaction to that? Possibly. It was Augusta biting back, like (laughs) we had said in our TV show last Wednesday and Thursday morning. It was, I mean, obviously it was playing firm and fast. It, yeah, I, I'd say the, the word I was, would use is shocking and jarring. I can't remember a time seeing Augusta National that brown on the greens anyway. It was definitely playing firm, but at least, like, maybe as, as we were saying back and forth over text, like, during a final round perhaps, but mm-hmm. that's, nothing really comes to mind. I will say this. I'm not 100% sure that we haven't seen the last of this. And I'll, I'll tell you why. If you, I don't believe there's a distance debate. I tweeted well, you it tweeted out. Tweeted that, yes. Yeah, I tweeted it on Thursday. At the moment, the lead was three under par on Thursday. This is before Rose went off Thursday. The lead was three under par. We had twelve people under par on the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And I said, "There's not a distance debate. What we have 
is a misunderstanding and a, and a lack of knowledge or a lack of willingness. I wouldn't say a lack of knowledge because they know what to do. A lack of willingness to set up a golf course properly. If you set up a golf course properly for professionals, you can contain par and make par a valid score. If you set up a golf course for professionals like you do for the rest of us, get used to 20 under. That's all Thursday was. Yep. So if you want to defend Augusta National and you want to do it without an 8,000-yard golf course or without rolling a golf ball back or without limiting equipment and getting into all that nonsense that I believe is complete nonsense, doesn't have to happen, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you bounce back. And, you know, like you've said, you know, thousands of times, Marion 2013, you know, the course is less than 7,000 yards and one over par one. And are, you know what, as we've said as well, if that rain delay didn't happen on Saturday, the winning score is seven under, seven under, six under, eight under. And way more under. drama down the stretch, yeah. by the way, as well. Okay, my what, and we, I kind of said it off the top, what a performance from Will Zalatoris. Only three players in history have won the Masters on their first attempt. And, of course, the, the first two of those three were the first two Masters, the Augusta National Invitational in 1934, and then, of course, the first Masters the following year in 1935. So let's throw out those years. So, of course, they would be first-timers. There's really only one. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy Zeller, 1979. Mm-hmm. Will Zalatoris, what a performance. I mean, incredible uh, What a display. He finishes solo second, nine under par. And he, uh, you know, basically could have won this if he, he hit three three putts. Yeah. He hit three three putts on Sunday. And you were texting me about the arm bar and, and it looking a little jabby. And, I, and that's why I've always argued that the arm bar is not a replacement for the anchored putter because the anchored putter was always a putter that would release. Mm-hmm. This is not a releasing stroke. And that's why it looks jabby on some. He putted great. He played great. Great. Struggled with the pace above the hole. Mm-hmm. Three three putts above the hole. Nine, ten, thirteen. Though he doesn't make those three putts. Will Zalatoris could be your master's champion. What a performance. What a performance, too. And especially the way, you know, he, he made some mistakes down the stretch, as we mentioned, but the putt he made on 18, that 20-footer down the, down the slope. To make the, it even remotely interesting for Hideki. For sure, for sure. And, you know, Matsuyama hit a great shot in the 17 and an easy two-putt from there. But if Matsuyama bogey 17, who knows? I'm with you. Who knows? I'm with you. Well done, Will Zalatoris. Okay, uh, Adam, the T is yours, sir. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. That's what I'm going to do today: hit bombs and attack the pin. All right, Mark, my winner this week is Max Homa, and you might think Max Homa. We just mentioned him in the last segment. He misses the cut. Well, Matt, what Max Homa did on Saturday was pretty funny. So he misses the cut. He went out and watched as a patron, as a fan. Had a couple beers, had a master's hat on, had a sweater on. I mean, if I were a professional golfer, which I'm not, <laughs> spoiler alert, Close. I am we'll not there. a professional we'll golfer, um, I would do the same thing. You know, you, you embrace the experience at Augusta National. You go out there, you put on your master's hat, master's sweater, you enjoy a couple beverages. And I mean, good for him because, as we know, he's one of the great personalities on the PGA Tour in terms of Twitter and social media. This is pretty funny. I, I'm with you 100%. I think it's fantastic. And, and it's more than just like his personality on social media, which is entertaining. It shows he's a, like a genuinely good guy. When he won at Genesis, yeah, was he awesome. was so humbling and so honest about what it meant to him and the experience. Uh, and this is just another side of Max Homa, why he's a guy to cheer for. This is awesome. This is awesome, uh, for sure. Uh, we, we could have hundreds of different things from 3-Dub this week, but one of the weirder things I have ever seen in major championship golf 
in contention in the second round, and you break your putter. Oh, Siwoo Kim, <laughs> like you're three shots off the lead. You're you're looking for your first career major championship, and you hit a average chip that didn't go in the water, and you putter slam. Like what? What? I'm embarrassed to tell you, Adam, that I am no stranger to this. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. oh. I, I I did it once in a match. Um, Same way the. No, it was over the knee. Oh. I, it's, you should never do it. Not condoning it. People can get hurt. It's not a good example, especially for young junior players. Mm-hmm. But I'm being honest. I did it. Oh. I putted with my driver the rest of the way. Won the match in the fourth playoff hole. FRI. Okay, so this is where I was going to lead because Siwoo <laughs> Kim used the three-wood. And you know what they were saying on the broadcast? Maybe you should use the lob wedge, a sand wedge. I disagree with that on the broadcast, by the way. Okay, so, so driver. I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why yeah. I disagree with it on the broadcast. You have heard me time and time again tell you that uh, passive putters putt well at Augusta. Justin Rose did it again. Justin Rose has been lost in the wilderness. He did it again on the hardest, cr- crustiest, fastest greens you've seen at Augusta. Yeah. Maybe ever on Thursday, mm-hmm. a passive putter with a pencil grip leaps to the top of the putter board. When you get on greens super fast like this, if if the last the last thing bad putters want is something you got to hit, something you got to accelerate mm-hmm. with. Okay, you get on Augusta, you get to a three wood or driver face with some spring effect. Literally, spring effect, you don't have to hit that putter or move it very much to get the ball going. Mm-hmm. It shortens the putting putter stroke. It allows you to be a little bit more passive. Right. It doesn't make you have to hit it and strike it with the same amount of confidence as, as a putter. I'm telling you, the spring, and that's why I happened to me. You know, I get I, I, I over the years have gotten yippy. Mm-hmm. You get defensive, you don't want to strike it. You get the driver of the three wood, you don't have to strike it. It just booms and it rolls. He was proof in the pudding. It was, and he putted okay the rest of the way. You know, obviously he didn't, he was played okay on the weekend. It wasn't what he was looking for, but Siwoo Kim, what were you thinking? Uh, <laughs> my what this week, my what this week, this is sort of rubbing salt in the wound for Rory McIlroy. Seventh hole on Thursday, he hits his tee shot way left. He has to play a bit of a swinging draw or a hook. He leaves it out there. He yells, four right, and he plunks someone. And who does he plunk? His poor, dad. Poor Jerry. Poor Jerry, right in the calf. Uh, you know what? Is that, as Rory maybe said after, it should have been standing there. Who knows? Maybe throw some ice on that. But uh, of all people to hit, your father in the Masters? I got to tell you, Adam, that, that little sequence of events from driver left, miss right, hit your dad. I mean, that's a snapshot of Rory's world right now, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. It was wild to see. I mean, I know there were limited patrons at Augusta National this year, but of all people, to hit your father? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh, it is bizarre, and thus, it is why it is your what. There okay. you go. Uh, on the other side, we're going to give you a quick uh, leaderboard update. Uh, and the leaderboard will be a FedEx Cup update. What does the FedEx Cup standings look like coming out of Augusta Na- National? Uh, we'll also get you caught up on 20 Weeks TaylorMade as there's only a couple hours left in 20 Weeks TaylorMade, and then next week's draw, we'll get you caught up on that. And I've got a question for you, Adam, oh. and I'm not going to let you know what it is. It's a one question, and it's, I might catch you, you off guard, it's but I want your honest life. opinion. I, that, yeah. I want the name that comes to mind immediately. Okay. We'll do this on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. 
your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up today's show. Before we get to some housekeeping and a question I want to throw at Adam, let's get you caught up on leaderboards from the world of golf. Of course, it's all Masters. Leaderboards brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in all of golf. Visit BushnellGolf.com, BushnellGolf.com for all your range finder and GPS needs, including the all-new Wingman FedEx Cup standings as we come out of the year's first major. Bryson DeChambeau leads the way on top, followed by Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama vaulting 33 spots up to number six. Uh, sorry, last week he was 33, now vaulting to seventh. So he moves up 26 spots to seventh. Dustin Johnson will fall to eighth. Tony Finau, nine. And John Rahm. Rounds out your top 10 in the FedEx Cup coming out of Augusta National, of course. Hideki Matsuyama, your winner, the first men's champion for a major uh, at the Masters. Uh, Hideki, 10 under par. Will Zalatoris, 9 under. Speed Shoffley in at 7 under par. Rom and Leishman round out your top 10. Corey Connors, tied for 8th, will get the guaranteed invite back next year. Only a couple hours left in our first week of 20 Weeks TaylorMade. We're giving away a TaylorMade, a team TaylorMade staff bag to anyone who follows us at Golf Talk Canada on Twitter or Instagram and at TaylorMade Canada on Twitter and Instagram. At TaylorMade Canada, at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram. Two ways to win. A couple hours left. You must retweet, repost, and tag your buddies. You must engage your golf community or you're not entered to win. couple hours left for this week. Next week's prize, Sim 2 Driver. We're giving away a Sim 2 Driver next week. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We're back. TV, Wednesday afternoon, TSN4. Myself, Bob Weeks, 60-minute wrap-up, Augusta. Put a bow, put an exclamation mark, close the door on the year's first major we will do that Wednesday on Golf Talk Canada Television as we are back every week, Wednesdays and Thursdays for GTC TV. And back every Monday, 10 to noon, TSN 1050, Edmonton, iHeartRadio app, tsn.ca. And after following majors and big events in the world of golf, TSN 2, as we are this afternoon, you can watch Golf Talk Canada on TSN 2 from 2 to 4. You'll be able to do that after all major championships, including the FedEx Cup playoffs, right through into the Ryder Cup. Okay, Adam. Only a couple of minutes left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now, instead of Thursday being the opening round of the RBC Heritage from Hilton Head, Thursday is the opening round of the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Who is the favorite? Wow. That, you teased it off the top. That's a question yep. right there. Like, who is the first name that comes to mind? Honestly, Jordan Spieth. I'm the same guy. Yeah. I, listen, I said it yeah. last week on TV. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And I'll tell you why. Now, listen, if the question was U.S. Open, Torrey Pines, mm-hmm. I would have gone John Rahm. Mm. Okay. But because the question was Kiowa Island, we don't know what the conditions are going to be like no. at Kiowa. But we, we can typically guess 
it's a steady 20-mile-per-hour wind most of the time at Keough Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need to be able to flight your golf ball and pick different windows. He's a great iron player. But I do believe that when conditions get super breezy, people miss a lot of greens. Yep. You're going to miss a lot of greens. It's just the nature of playing golf at Keough Island. The game plan can't be I need to hit 15 greens a day to win, unlike Augusta, where often you can get her done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can't be the game plan. Because it's, I just don't think it's feasible. I think it's an up-and-down contest. Now, Rory did did it when he won at Kiowa, but it was rare. I mean, Kiowa was, was drenched. Do you remember how soft it was? That was? And he won by eight shots, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. and guess what? PGA Championship was played in August when he Yeah. Won. This is a PGA Championship in May. It's still spring. Mm-hmm. It's still South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different Kiowa in May than it is in August. I think it's an up-and-down contest. I like Jordan right now. If you can keep it going right now, if you are just ask me for a name, I'm giving you Jordan. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. And, I mean, you know what, Xander Shoffley's got to be up there, too. But in terms of the favorite, yeah, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Well, Xander's in the conversation because he keeps top-fiving at majors. Yeah. Xander's if maybe not in your conversation because he can't close the door. He can't get it done. So if the question is... You know, pick me five guys, they all need to make the cut? Or they all need the top 20 and you get their money for the week? Yeah, Xander's probably a selection. Pick me five guys who are going to win? Mm-hmm. Maybe Xander's not a selection. And you wonder, too, what kind of game Bryson DeChambeau is going to show up at, at Kiowa. He's withdrawn from the RBC Heritage this week. I don't believe it's an, in- an injury, but he has said he's, he's withdrawn. Are we going to see a different, you know, some different mentalities or swing thoughts or who knows. I'm sure we'll see something different from Bryson. Yeah, and I think this this could be an anomaly and an issue and a karma thing that you said right off the top of the show that, that happens at Augusta National. And we've seen this. We've seen the Achilles heels, the outliers over the years with other players in the world where they needed years to work learn a golf course. Uh, so maybe that's just what this is. And you know, in the next few starts between now and uh, PGA Championship, whenever mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. for uh, Bryson, that we'll likely see him back to huge bombs, contending, top fives, whatever. He's still the leader in the FedEx Cup like we uh, just updated off the top of this segment. So we'll see. Time will tell. I'm thinking this is more an Augusta thing, just like last year. Mm-hmm. Blew up in November, and then he was right back where he started again when we flipped the calendar year. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, I'm with you. It's funny that we both went with Spieth, mm-hmm. and I bet you, if Bob was here, he might say the same thing right now. Especially he alluded way, to that. Especially the way he performed at Augusta, even with the high numbers. Yeah, the triple, Are you the with double. me on uh, U.S. Open? If it was, a, if it's, if it was U.S. Yeah. Open May, would you go with Rom? I think so. I mean, the performance there, he just loves that golf course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I'd be Rom. Uh, I think DJ is going to figure it out too, yeah. but it'd be Rom or Speeth, yeah. Okay, we've got 30 seconds left. When's the next time Rory contends in a golf tournament? Uh, the Open. Yeah. You know what? July. I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah. Not going to argue with you all. Let's see. Let's hope. Let's hope we're both wrong. Seriously. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us today on TSN Radio, uh, coasttocoast.ca, iHeart, TSN 1050, of course. And thank you so much if you're watching us later on this afternoon, the repeat on TSN 2 as we are running Golf Talk Canada on TSN Television 2 to 4 this afternoon and Mondays after every major event in the world of golf. We'll see you this week for Golf Talk Canada TV. Remember, first consistent on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf. 
and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.